Sky High Media presents Are You Tracking With Me? with your host, Pastor Dave Williams. Contact your host, Pastor Dave Williams, by email at pastordave at skyhighmediallc.com. Welcome. This is Pastor Dave, and I am so glad that you are joining us today uh, on Are You Tracking? And uh, if you have tuned in before, I, uh, I hope that you'll continue to stay with us. Uh, I'm getting uh, a little more comfortable with speaking uh, to a microphone and in a room rather than in a congregational setting where I see you face to face. But today, today's topic, today's message is one of those that kind of hits home with everybody. Today, we're going to talk about fear and it's a miserable way to live, fear. And uh, over the years, I've seen people some, get some pretty devastating news, and it's the kind of news that kind of stops you in your tracks. Uh, I've seen people get diagnoses uh, uh, that lets them know that they're temporary. And uh, so there's nothing so debilitating as fear. I know in my own life, there was a time where I went through a real tangible battle with anxiety and with fear. And someday I may do a whole podcast on that. But there's no emotion that so kind of stops us in the tracks and uh, takes over us. But you can look at fear. Fear can actually maybe not be that bad a thing. It might actually teach us some things like fear kind of lets us know that some things are beyond our control. And fear reminds us also that we're inadequate. Just maybe life sometimes is in fact too much for us. And fear sometimes pushes you to decide about how you view things, how you view reality and what we really believe. Question comes up, am I alone in this battle? Are there, or is there some things that can help me? Is there a power? You know, and some people believe in karma. Or would you open to the suggestion that maybe there is a God who overrules human affairs? Are there divine resources to help me with my fear? I happen to believe there is. I happen to believe that God is real. And because of that, he can assist us when we find ourselves in a battle with fear. And sooner or later in life, I think that's going to occur. We have been talking, of course, and we have been looking at the life of David and all those characters around him. One of those characters uh, is a guy named Saul. And Saul is has been the king. And David's going to become the king. And God has rejected Saul from being king because of his disobedience. And when that took place, the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord left Saul and that an evil spirit came and terrorized him. Saul became paranoid. He became unbelievably fearful and mistrusting of people. The Bible actually says that this evil spirit terrorized Saul. God was going to use all of this to begin to move David into that place of eventually becoming king. God would take his time doing that. He wasn't in a hurry. God's got a timetable that's different than ours. 
This spirit that would terrorize Saul was causing a great deal of, of difficulty in the palace. And so some of Saul's men around him was concerned about him and said, we need to do something in regard to Saul and let's see if we can help him. And someone came up with a suggestion, let's get someone to play music for him. Maybe music will console him and comfort him uh, when the spirit terrorizes him. Well, one of the the men there in the palace had heard about David's musical ability, and he recommended David for the job. So they bring David in, and uh, David gets the job. That's pretty, and it's pretty neat. So that that gets David into the palace. David's got two jobs right now. He's going back and forth, taking care of sheep for his dad, but he's also coming to the palace from time to time to console Saul. So Saul is living in fear now. He's paranoid. He's got all these things going on, but there's another problem on the scene that has fear also for Saul. And this is a national problem. And that is that the nation of Israel is in uh, conflict with the Philistines. And uh, the Philistines and Israel are battling right now. There is a valley here uh, in, in the country and the nation of Israel uh, on the sides of this valley are two sets of mountains. So on one side of the, the valley, you have the nation of Israel. And on the other side of the valley, you have the Philistines. With the Philistines on one side of the valley and the nation of Israel on the other side of the valley, the Philistines had this giant by the name of Goliath. And Goliath and the army of the Philistines would come out and challenge the nation of Israel, one standing on each side of the valley. And Goliath gave this challenge. Goliath said, you guys are servants of Saul. And why don't you choose a man and send him out to fight me? And I'll come out and fight him. And if you guys win, then we will be servants of you. But if you lose, then you will be servants of us. And I want you to know when this giant came out, it terrified Saul and it terrified the nation of Israel. The challenge that Goliath would give, it would go something like this. He says, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that he may fight against me. The Bible says that when Saul and all of Israel heard the words of the Philistines, listen to this, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. It's kind of like what goes on in our world today. We hear about the threat of a, a nuclear attack and various things. <clears throat> Israel is intimidated and they are fearful and so is Saul. Well, God's going to intervene in this situation. He's actually going to use it as part of the strategy to get David into the palace. The way that God's going to intervene is this. David's brothers, a couple of David's brothers, is part of the uh, part of the the troops for the nation of Israel, and David's father sends David to the battle, to the front lines, to check on his brother and to also check on the war and see how it's going. So David arrives, bringing food to his brothers, and uh, and to check on uh, his brothers and then bring the news back to his father. Well, when David arrives, Goliath comes out and Goliath does that challenge thing that he does. He, he gives that speech because the Bible said that he did this for 40 days. For 
40 days every day, Goliath would come out and give this challenge. But on this day, David is there and he hears the challenge. The Bible says that uh, when David is there, he comes out, he hears that challenge and everybody scatters. They're, they're fearful. They run away. And David's really curious about this. And, and the men of Israel said to David, have you seen this man who is coming up? He comes up to defy us. And David, did you know what the king has said? The king has said that if anybody can take out Goliath, he will give him a great deal of money, great riches, and he will also give his daughter and make his father's house free in Israel. Now, let me put that in plain English. Saul is so fearful about this giant Goliath, he has made a decree. He said, whoever takes out Goliath, I'm going to give him lots of money. I'm going to give him my daughter, and he's going to be free from taxes in the nation of Israel for the rest of his life. <laughs> and David, I love the Bible. The, day, uh, the Bible says David spoke to the men that were standing by him, saying, tell me one more time. Will you tell me one more time what will be done for the person who takes away uh, the reproach from Israel, this, this jerk of a giant, what will be done because he is taunting the armies of the living God. What a contrast here, ladies and gentlemen. David is, he, his interest is perked by this, and he wants to say, tell me one more time what will be given me. I'm going to slow down a little bit here because I get so excited when I, when I speak and, and talk. But I am amazed at this because, you see, David's intrigued by this. He's not fearful and he's not anxious, but he's intrigued. And, and, and you may go, well, why is David so interested in this? You see, David is a person of faith. He, he views reality differently. He believes there is a God who cares. There is a God who intervenes. There is a God that can help you in battles and difficulties and situations in life. And David saw and heard Goliath's word, not as a challenge, but that he was defying the living God. Well, these words about David's interest in taking on Goliath gets back to Saul. <laughs> and uh, David sends for Saul, says, bring, the, bring, bring David in. And David's there, and I want you to hear David's confidence. I want you to hear his faith. He's there and he says to Saul, he says, Saul, nobody needs to let their heart be afraid on account of that giant. I will go and fight with him. <laughs> Saul said to David, you're not able to go fight against this giant, this Philistine. You're just a little boy. You're a youth. And he's been a warrior for a good while, a good time. David says to Saul, I'm going to paraphrase this. Uh, have you looked at my track record? David said to Saul in 1 Samuel 17, verses 34 through 36, he said to Saul, your servant was tending his father's sheep and a lion and a bear came in and took a lamb from the flock. I went after him and I attacked him and I rescued him from his mouth. And he rose up against me, and I seized him by his beard. I struck him, and I killed him. 
and your servant has killed both a lion and a bear, and I will take down this Philistine. I'll take down this giant. He will be like one of them since he has taunted the armies of the living God. Man, what a contrast. Prior to David coming on the scene, no one, no one, Saul and no one in his army has even mentioned God. And this was David's first thought. It's almost like God's been irrelevant to the, uh, to the battle. Again, let me calm down here. You see, David does not believe that God was irrelevant to the battle. David could not view life apart from the rule and the reign of God. The question that David brings up is this, is there a God or not? Saul lived as if God was absent, and David lived knowing that God was present, and that not only was he present, but he was concerned about life's battles and our fears. And you only have to encounter fear, real fear one time, and you'll begin to think about a divine power, and if he's real, and if he can help. You see, Saul could not see what David could see. Saul, even though in a hard place, could not imagine how an innocent-looking boy could possibly fight a real and terrifying giant like Goliath. He could not believe that David had this kind of faith and confidence. But you see, David is aware of another reality called God. David says, this is a theological issue. This is a God issue. As far as David was concerned, the difficulties in life always present us with a choice. And this is the choice. Do we trust in appearances or do we trust in the unseen, ever-present living God? For David, there was no contest, for he understood this. You see that there is nothing beyond God's control and the deep reality of God. Well, Saul was impressed with David's faith, but he still was not able to see what David saw. Saul is, you know, I, I think kind of staring at David right now, but he says, look, um, you know, that, that giant's pretty big. Let's put my armor on you and let's try my armor on you. And uh, they put Saul's armor on David. And if you remember the description in the Bible about uh, Saul, he was, he was a head taller than everybody else. There's no way that Saul's armor would work on David. So David tried it on and David said, uh, this is not going to work. It, it doesn't fit me. It's not going to work. You see, David didn't trust in armor. David trusted in God. And he was going to trust God in this situation. And back to how David viewed things. You see, when David looked at Goliath and saw him, he saw his amazing size and statue and armor. David did not go, oh my God. When David saw Goliath, he saw the unseen reality of God and that affected how he fought. When David looked at Goliath, he started surveying him for a weak spot, an Achilles heel. Was there a place where he could penetrate? And David did see it. David saw something that others was blinded to. I remember reading a book about uh, David one time. And 
The writer had this great observation, and the observation was, there's two ways to look at Goliath. And here they are, God, he is so big, he's going to kill me. Or the way David looked at Goliath, and that is, God, he is so big, I can't miss him. Perspective, isn't it? How you see things. David saw his size as an advantage, not a disadvantage. When David goes to the battle, and you look at him, and you look at Goliath, you have to say, this is an unequal contest. But you see, this was a theological thing. God's reputation was at stake. In 1 Samuel 17, 46, this is what David said to Goliath. This day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will strike you down, and I'll remove your head from you, and I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel. You see, looks are deceiving, but the deck really was stacked in the favor of the one that had a heart for God. Wow. There is so much in this story, and you could go on for weeks talking about it. But I want to talk with you about some things, okay? The two faces of fear. You see, not all fear is bad. There is a smart kind of fear, and I think David has it. The Bible says that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. The commandments of the scripture is to fear God, to live in awe and reverence and deep respect before God. And Saul and Israel had forgotten to do that. You see, we need to reverence God and fear God and always realize that he's a part of the equation. Fearing God means to take seriously the commandments of not obeying him. Ironically, the one thing that will most stabilize and calm us when we are afraid is fearing the right thing. We need to be concerned about the Lord's opinion, the Lord's honor, and the Lord's judgment. All other fears must fall in line after that. We need to fear God. Listen very carefully here. There's this dangerous kind of fear. And we must avoid giving into the wrong kind of fear. Saul's main problem wasn't that he was afraid, but that he feared man rather than God. He feared Goliath. He feared the Philistines. And what we need to fear is God. Proverbs 29 verse 25 says, The fear of man brings a snare, but he who trusts in the Lord will be exalted. Wow, that's exactly what happened. David didn't fear man, but he feared God, and he trusted in God, and as a result, he was exalted. Fear is something that we all struggle with at one time or another. You may be rich, you may be poor, young or old, but we all struggle at one time or another with fear. In the remainder of this message, I want to share with you what to do with your fears. This is not, you know... Uh, you know, how to get over your fear, but these things will help you. First of all, you need to risk being real about it. And that starts with owning up to your fears. If you'll read through the Psalms, this 
which David wrote three-fourths of those 150 Psalms in the Bible. He owns up to his fear. When David is afraid, he tells God he's afraid. And you and I need to tell God we're afraid, then ask for him to help us. And I get emotional saying that. Realize that we, you are inadequate, that we're inadequate, and own up to your fears. Confess it to God. And choose to believe the truth instead of a lie. God is close. He is personal. He is near. And he is involved. You see, Saul could have told God how he was feeling. You see, when you are honest with God, that builds intimacy with God. You see, at various times in our walk with God, we can become children paralyzed by our fears. Saul would not risk being real with God. Here's a few of the words of David in Psalm 18, verse 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord. I cried to my God for help. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry for help before him came into his ears. Psalm 30, verse 2. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help, and you healed me. When you and I face these humanly impossible situations, let them drive you to your knees before God. But Saul would not do that. Saul forgot a great truth that God's in charge. Another thing we don't need to fear is appearances. You see, there is an all-powerful, and not only all-powerful, but loving God who is accomplishing his purposes behind the scenes. So we must never just only focus on the circumstances from our limited viewpoint. There is a God working behind the scenes. And another important word that we learn from this is that no matter what life looks like presently, and no matter how much it appears that evil is winning, humans don't have the last word. God has the last word. We don't need to fear Satan's lives. Saul teaches us that if we just believe what we see, we lose. But David teaches us that if we believe in the truth, we can overcome the giants in our lives through God's strength and help. I'm going to close with some really important words, and thank you for listening today. But listening, but please listen to these final words, okay? The temptation is each new trial that comes our way or difficulty is to underestimate God and overestimate the evil. Our problems must be faced realistically and squarely, but we are in a fearful situation. There is nothing that builds our confidence in God more than remembering his promises, his word. Listen to Deuteronomy 20. Verse 3, do not be afraid or panic or tremble before them, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Oh, what a promise. Do not panic. Do not be afraid. Do not tremble before them, for the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies and to save you. Well, I hope this will help you with your battles of fear. For we have a God who loves us and cares for us. This is Dave, and I'm so glad that you tracked with me today, and you keep tracking for Jesus, and I'll see you next time. God bless, and have a great day. 
contact your host, Pastor Dave Williams, by email at pastordave at skyhighmediallc.com. Are you tracking the thing was presented by Sky High Media, copyright 2023? Beyond, written and performed by David Jane, available on Spotify.